Victory! Welcome to the Vogue Podcast. Welcome to the Vogue Podcast, wanker. Welcome. Good day to everyone and welcome to the one year anniversary special episode of the Vogue Podcast, where I'll be talking to professional voice actors from your favorite Valve classic, Team Fortress 2. Today's episode features Ella McLean, the administrator, GLaDOS from Portal, and Overwatch in Half-Life. And of course, her husband, John Patrick Lowry, who is the sniper in Team Fortress 2, and of course, all the citizens in Half-Life. <laughs> Let's not forget about Dennis Bateman, who's Le Spy and the Pyro in Team Fortress 2, and the Invoker in Dota, and of course, Gary Schwartz, who's the voice of Heavy and Demo Man. How are you guys doing? Welcome. Good. Good. Very well, very well. I'm happy to hear. Greetings, Greetings to everyone. I... I I'm really thankful you guys accepted my invite yet again. It's a, a big pleasure for me again. <laughs> I'm honored. All right. We have a lot of questions. A lot. So uh, we might as well get into them. Okay, this is not a question, but uh, Topat says, Dennis and John look like friendly grandpas who make you tea. Okay. <laughs> There a question in there? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there is. <laughs> um, he, he used to be younger. Gra- gra- grandpa, grandpa's, yes, friendly. I'm not sure. I don't know. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. After this, I don't think they're friendly anymore. <laughs> um, uh, to Dennis Bateman. So, do you have anything going on at the moment, Dennis? acting wise someone wants no, to know I was, I was just describing um to to you ronald that uh, since the pandemic um a pall has been cast over most things that um uh, that were either video production or uh or on a live theater so mm. it's been a very slow um you know f- few months year and a half or so mm. and um I, I do occasional voiceover work, uh, and fortunately, I'm uh, John and uh, Larry Albert still allow me to come and uh, mess things up at the uh, at the oral vision uh, recordings so with uh, Sherlock Holmes and we we, we hire other... him to be brilliant. That's what we... <laughs> <laughs> and we hire Gary but, too. But, but you know that that gives us that gives us gives me free time to pursue other things, and I'm I've got a couple of writing projects I'm very interested in right now. So um, that keeps me fairly busy. No. That and trying to then 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 trying to keep my house repaired. <laughs> At least you're not uh, you know uh, you you always have something to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so did you guys know each other? before or you guys were colleagues and then you guys got to know each other or how was it yeah we we i've known john and and dennis uh before we got this uh team fortress 2 gig sure Mm -hmm. yes yeah i mean in seattle the the acting community is fairly close-knit and of course back in the old days before the internet everybody had to go down to an actual recording studio to audition for jobs. And so we'd all be lined up and we'd get to talk to each other and get to know each other that way. And also, you know, there's a lot of theater in town uh, and uh, we would get to work with each other from time to time there. Yeah, that's positive. Do you guys uh, still do theater? Well, of course, before all this COVID, did you guys still- Yes, we we spent a lot of time sitting in audition rooms waiting to- uh... (laughs) Try to impress directors, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, just but since COVID, there just hasn't been any theater, so that that uh, revenue stream has gone away, and hopefully, it'll come back soon. Yeah, hopefully. If you guys are still interested in doing other than voiceover and acting on camera, then yes, there is still a reason to be positive. <laughs> I, I think we're all interested in work. Oh yes. <laughs> No matter what venue. Well, I have to, I, I, I have to congratulate John and Ellen. They they found ways to work this sort of um, 
online theatrical gig pretty well. I mean, I, I saw one wonderful show they did together as a duo. Uh, it was kind of, I would, I would describe it, I guess, as a sort of musical variety show covering all sorts of musical genres. And, um, and I'm interested in hearing from you at some point, Helen, about uh, your production of uh, yeah, yes, mother. What is it? Night, night, night mother. mother. Night Marshall mother. Mormon's yes. play. Yes, that was an amazing yes, we, we, play. Yes, and I mean, I, I saw I, that was one of the first Broadway shows I ever saw. I moved to New York City, and I, my, my first week there, I went to see uh, Kathy Bates in uh, Night Mother on Broadway. Wow, really amazing. I, I decided to take a look at Night Mother, and it was amazing, Ellen. Your performance was. Oh, amazing as always. I... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Ron. I mean, Thank you. It's fun. I mean, the, the, the variety show was fun. We did that to help raise money for a theater in town. And uh, Night Mother was, uh, was a lot of work, but very, very satisfying. Neither endeavor made any money for us. I mean, you know, like many things on the internet, it just kind of <laughs> goes out there and floats away. But, uh... but, but you know, we are... We're happy to be using our skills. Yeah, you know, and, that's that's gratifying. And both of those projects involved younger people who were hipper to technology and all the things that younger people are hip to. I mean, I had never heard of Twitch before our friend Sheila Houlihan, who's also a night mother, put this project together. And, uh, you know, the the us doing that variety show for for Showtunes Theater in town was really all about that the the younger folks in that theater coming up with cool new you know high tech high tech ways to to reach the audience so yes of course i'm still impressed how you know you guys had put together this uh, play um even so that's, these hard that's, times. that's what i that's what that's I guess that's what i have to do then is if i have to i have to meet some young people Right, uh, right. Well, you're a friendly grandfather. Make him some tea. Yeah. That's true. I'll work, I'll work on that friendly part. Yeah, make them some tea. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Nice chamomile. Mooty. Uh, yes. Well, and I, I know, Gary, Gary, you have not stopped teaching. No, as a matter of fact, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I've been teaching quite a lot online. And um, uh, there's, uh, it, it's, it's, worked out pretty well uh i've taught in other countries online i have students from mm -hmm. around the world and it comes that's the lovely thing about zoom the problem is is of course you're never in the same room so it's very hard to do some of the improvisational stuff but uh you adapt and and it actually works yeah it's hard to work on fight choreography over zoom yeah <laughs> <laughs> So, so you still teach, Gary, even to this day, correct? Oh yes, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, that that's uh, that's really nice to hear. That uh, you know, things times change, but uh, work shouldn't change. However, you say it. Yeah, uh, and I just want I, to take a moment to to remind people that Dennis and I were described as friendly grandfathers who make people tea, which obviously leaves Gary as the you know psychopath. <laughs> I'm the serial killer right. <laughs> that you don't talk about. <laughs> and strict, yeah. And strict, strictly a coffee man, from what I understand. So, right. yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's another. Gary, do you have something to do with the Russian mafia? Tell us. Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so. Um, a question for John Do you still dream about cheese? I always dream about cheese. I wouldn't dream about cheese. This is a, this is a my, my dream dairy product. A reference to one of the lines from Half-Life that you did. Right, right. You remember? <laughs> yes, yes. No, no, no. Those, those guys, those citizens had weird things to think about because oh, yeah. they'd been taken over by aliens and had, had slugs on their heads and stuff like that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, do you have like a a line that uh, is like special to you from the citizens, you know, like something that you remember. Oh, uh, there's that one point in the game where you, where the, we, 
you've just made it across all the sand, the sand trap, and or I guess you're heading just heading into the sand trap, and there's one citizen, you know, who who's just watched his friend die, and I forget the friend's name, but he Laszlo. Laszlo, the best mind of his generation, or something like that. I like, <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, that was a, a yeah, uh, that was a good line because everybody was uh, after that talking about Laszlo, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. And it was this. Uh, oh, what was the the poem? Oh, scream, scream. A uh, very, very Ginsbergian line. Mm. <laughs> this uh, was a sequel to Howl or uh, Howl. You're right, right. Howl. That's the name of the poem. Howl. Right, right, right. <clears throat> um. Uh, yeah, uh, let's stick to Half-Life, Dennis. Now, you said that uh, you first worked for Valve in for in either for Left 4 Dead or uh, Team Fortress, it doesn't matter. But we found some kind of lines, and John Patrick Lowry, John, you recorded for uh, the Combine or some soldiers in Half-Life, right? Uh, at least uh, some lines were found, it doesn't matter. But some sound files of Dennis were found as well. And I mean, as wow. long as I'm not deaf... I think this is you. Wait, I'm going to play this. Heads up! Deploying remote release! <laughs> this sounds like you. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah, that's my uh, that's my, my motto today. It's still my catchphrase, yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 to tell you the truth, I... I, I um, it sounds very familiar, uh, <laughs> given the fact that for most of the games I ever recorded, um, I literally had to go in for, uh, after I learned how to do this and say, all right, I save the death rattles and the screams and the, and the howling for later. The dialogue comes first, so I'll have some voice left. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I recognize my voice there. Yes, that's, that's, um, that rings very true. Sure. The thing- Struck a nostalgic chord, yes. The thing is, we don't know who the actual voice of the soldiers were in Half-Life because no one is credited. Of course, you know, John, you recorded as well, and now we heard Dennis, so we don't know who is it because we have no word from Valve or whatsoever. No credit in the game either. So, yeah. I would just want to follow up if you know anything about these, Dennis, you know, perhaps working for <laughs> Valve before. Uh, you know, uh, the... I, I just attend. I was just atten- uh, invited to attend my first Comic Con recently. Uh, Gary and John and Ellen were both were all there, and uh, it's it struck me afterwards that you know I didn't never really stop to think about the fact we um, were I guess among the first generation of game voice character actors, um, but that does go back quite a ways, and you know the, this is we're talking decades now uh, when some of these things were recorded ago, and. Um, it is hard to kind of remember because I never, you never see the script, uh, the, the entire script. I mean, I, I was just given sides and even if there were dialogue, um, no one even read the dialogue. I would just read my lines and mm. then they would do the magic in editing, you know, to try to make it sound all natural, like natural dialogue. But um, yeah, the, about the most I can do now is recognize my voice in most cases, but in terms of, in terms of remembering the session, you know, uh, those, those things, um, have uh, disappeared into the mists of time now for me. Of course, yeah. we're but, the, we're but I will. I will say. I will say this. I did go and look up, uh, uh, you know, on a couple of websites, any anything like IMDb, for instance, and I was amazed at how many jobs I had done that I didn't remember. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So that was that was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with Dennis. We're, we're all of us are kind of the Mary Pickford of the video game voice actors. <laughs> yeah, there was even some. There was even something called Tron Two, and Terminator Skynet that I did back in, uh, <laughs> in the nineties. Um, oh. and, and and you know, there's still people that remember those things, but they're I guess they're getting fewer and far, further between. <laughs> oh, lest lest we forget, my favorite game that I was in, Championship Bass Fishing. <laughs> <laughs> And you were the you were the super villain in that one. <laughs> I, be- I believe I was. Yes. I thought he was the bass. <laughs> of course, the super the super bass. Of course, right. <laughs> I, I was the voice of many Borg in Star Trek Armada back in the nineties. 
Mm. Star Trek Armada. Mini, mini Borg? <laughs> mini, mini Borgs. Borgettes, we were called. <laughs> oh, dear. I, I'm thinking of your relation to Bjorn or, or, or something. But yeah. We're talking about uh, cyborgs here, right? Yes, the unbjorn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if any of you could top the uh, the video I did for uh, for Boeing, um, where I play, where portrayed Rod Serling in the Twilight Zone, but the title of the show was FOD, which stood for Foreign Object Debris. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, man. I played a genie that that if that a guy rubbed was was wiping the this bottle of a, a noxious substance and i came out of the bottle to tell him about the dangers of noxious substances and <laughs> and i actually made a quite a bit of overtime because we had just gone into iraq in the iraq war and so they didn't want to put a turban on me because they didn't want to make me look arab because arabs right. were the bad guy because you're going into iraq and so they paid like lots of hours of overtime so that they could paint me blue and put a bald paint on me and stuff like that. So that I would, so that I would look kind of like the genie out of Aladdin. But, uh, was, <laughs> so that was, I don't know. I, I, I'd hold that up against Rod Serling. <laughs> Oscar, Oscar yeah, you might have me beat there. <laughs> <laughs> we have another question for John. What standards do professionals have? The important thing is they have standards. What are you talking about? What standards? Standards of excellence, standards of professionalism. Professionalism have self-referential professional standards. I think that was the most uh, scientific uh, answer I ever got. Uh, <laughs> next question. Um, ask them if they know anything of any upcoming TF2 updates. No, they don't. But you guys can say that too. Well, the problem is that we couldn't talk about them if we did. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, questions about the future is always are always hard for for voice actors because, for one thing, they keep us in a box in the back room and don't tell us anything until they need us. I think questions about the future are just hard in general. Exactly. <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Always in motion is the future. <laughs> well, I suppose I suppose I mean we did. How many years did we do Team Fortress two um, when it was still being being produced and revised? I. Uh, it must be at least 10. Um, yeah, I would think, yeah. But I always, but I, I wondered the same thing. I mean, here now we're discovering that there's a huge universe of fans out there around the world. And, and I feel kind of like the, the Ford Mustang, you know, it was the greatest design of a car in the, uh, you know, in the 20th century, in my opinion. And how long did it last? Two years before they, re before they changed it, you know? Right, right. And what's wrong with the Volkswagen Bug? I thought that was a fabulous car, but... Uh, and, <laughs> But they could just can't leave well enough alone, you know. They've got to go in and jazz things up. And not now, I think that most of the cars on the road look like, uh, I don't know, some some um, transformer. Um, they, they all look kind of evil and vicious. I, I'd, I'd like to go back to uh, something more user friendly. And while we're talking about it, what was wrong with newspapers? Newspapers. I used I used to walk 12 miles through the snow to read the newspaper when I was you young whippersnappers you don't know I'm not going to make any tea anymore <laughs> that's unfortunate um where was I oh yes uh the question a question from the black strat would you guys reprise your roles if valve approached you uh, yes yeah <laughs> of course who wouldn't was, want to be I mean, a Russian mafia? So guy? much fun. We, we like to work. Yes. I, I I don't think we can stress that enough. Yeah, and, I mean, and any of the <laughs> listeners, uh, you know, please, you may hire us. The the, the sniper <laughs> have standards, but actors don't. No, <laughs> actors don't have standards. Yes, yeah, anyway, <laughs> Michael Caine. We're like we're like a contract. I'll sign it. We're like sharks in the sense that we, if we don't keep moving, we don't necessarily die, but we tend to put on weight. Right. So right. that's not so good. I guess that's what the fans don't understand that uh, these roles for you guys are, are work, not a hobby, not, uh, not something you do in your free time. This is work. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. 
Yeah. Well, it's, it's wonderful to me what the human imagination does. I mean, we, you know, we've met a lot of fans all around the world and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's always wonderful to me how much they feel like we really live in the games, that we're there all the time, you know, that that's, <laughs> we actually drive around in the cars and shoot the weapons and, and stuff like that. And it's, and it's wonderful because when you're playing the games, it really seems like you're in a real world and these people are just people. And, uh, and it, it just is, is kind of magical to me how the, the human imagination just supplies that reality and puts us, the voice actors, in it. Yeah, definitely. You know, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm always so impressed with the people who come to uh, the Comic-Cons in full regalia, you know, dressed like their favorite character. You would think that the, that the actors would uh, be, the, for, be, be more um, expected to come dressed up, but... Um, I don't know. The 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 spy wears a pretty tight suit. I'm not sure I'd be able to squeeze into that. So <laughs> I think that's out of the question for me. Now now the uh pyro is another another situation altogether. <laughs> and let's well, not forget. That, yeah, you know, John. The, 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 the people I've met who cosplayed <laughs> a sniper are really split 50-50 between the genders. You know, that that the, the thing that I loved about the, about all the cons I've gone to is that cosplaying is totally gender neutral anybody can cosplay as Captain America, anybody can cosplay as, as, uh, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of, you know, Supergirl or whatever, I forget. Wonder the, Woman. Wonder Woman, right, right. It's yeah. Just, you know, anybody can. <laughs> and, uh, well, I, I tell you, I, I was, I was blown away by a young, a young lady, I believe, who came dressed as the pyro to the Emerald City Con. Right. I mean, that right. was, that was, really a primo bit of uh, costume design she had you know i know that uh people love cosplay because they also love to create the costumes and uh many of those young people have gone into it professionally i mean they make money creating these fabulous costumes and props yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, you know, we're not Star Wars, but it's great to be a part of it, you know, <laughs> with Team Fortress too. It's it's still alive and kicking it. It doesn't <laughs> seem like it's going down anytime soon. <laughs> and we have a question over here. What do you guys think about uh, Team Fortress 2 still being so huge and still thousands of people hear your voice every day? Gary, I'll throw that one to you. I, I, I'm uh, super pleased about it and, and amazed. And uh, it's, uh, you know, it, it took me a few years after having even done the, the, the voices because uh, I'm not, a, a, you know, a gamer or anything like that to realize that uh, the, the characters became these iconic characters. I, for me, you know, uh, it was a, an eye opener. I think the first time I got a chance to see the uh, the impact was uh, John and I were both at this uh, uh, autograph signing at a um, at a uh, Dota two uh, um, competition. With the international, and, right. and an yeah, an, uh, an international competition uh, uh, at Benaroya Hall here in Seattle, <clears throat> and that was my first eye-opening experience of oh my god there's people lined up all the way outside waiting to to meet you and uh, uh it was it was thrilling my my five minutes of being a rock star <laughs> but i only knew because i only knew because i had adolescent children who who uh we didn't even have a oh we didn't have the the proper machine to play the game but uh but a lot of their friends did. So they introduced me to some of their friends who, who were just uh, breathless with um, anticipation to, to, to meet somebody involved with Dota. And um, that, that's when I, I mean, we walked into a yogurt shop one night and my son said, now look, when you meet my friend, Joe, um, he's gonna, you know, act a little strange because he knows you're, <laughs> He knows you're the invoker, so just be prepared for that. <laughs> I had and, the experience. Uh, of being, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, he he was just he was just uh, it, it it was 
it was gratifying to see the the level of uh, adulation you know that <laughs> this generation had so we i know we're all we're all mega stars but um, among a group of people from probably now about the age of uh 25 to 40 um and and uh i was just i was just so impressed to find out that even younger generations are still into the game yeah well and it occurs to me that you know people have been playing chess for hundreds of years and i really wonder how long these games will stick around um uh because something like team fortress 2 something like dota you know it's 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 with something like portal which is a story game or a puzzle game you know once you play it you've solved the puzzle but with the, the games like Dota and Team Fortress 2, they're really team games like baseball or soccer. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, you know, they could, as long as the electronics keep existing, they could be played for, for centuries, you know, no reason not to. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's a cool thought. I mean, just it makes me think of the fact that, that, that I heard that they, that they're not, there's a supply chain um, bottleneck for the materials to make LP records. Right, right. For vinyl. Yeah, I heard that yes, too. For vinyl. Like they, they don't have enough plastic or something to make new vinyl <laughs> records. And like, boy, you know, if I'd only hung on to my uh, turntable. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a question for Ellen about time. Huh? <laughs> so, um, uh, how many of GLaDOS's lines were improvised? What do you have to tell us about that? None of them. Mm. They were all written by Eric Walpaugh, Jay Pinkerton, and Chet Falasek. I improvised nothing. She is such a good actress that they sound improvised. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she did exactly what they wanted. <laughs> Now, did Ellen did were Ellen were weren't you ever called upon to do death shrieks and uh, and well, but not know. not for Portal and Portal Two. Uh, okay, I I didn't have to do death shrieks for for. <laughs> I did, I did uh, you know death shrieks for uh, Left for Dead, you know the witch and so forth. I mean, yes, I've I have improvised you know, dying and laughing. I, I suppose for GLaDOS, um, they did have me laugh a lot. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, the laughter would change and I could do anything that I wanted to do. Uh, but I would say that among the four of us, we have a good spectrum of improvisers here. Gary is a professional and a teacher. I improvise quite a bit. Dennis improvises some, and Ellen is militantly against it. <laughs> I, I only improvise at home with him. Right. I improvise with him. Okay. I think, although I, I will say, I think we probably all have uh, had um, impromptu improvisation experiences when we forget our lines on stage. True. Yes. True. Yeah. Yes. That's, a, that, that's always a magic moment that gets the adrenaline going, and you'd be amazed how creative actors can get in a situation like that. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, or, yeah. Or even more fun when, a, when a, a part of a set falls over or, you know, a prop is missing or something like that. I mean, we have to think on our feet from time to time. And I, I think those situations have happened to all of us. <laughs> uh, or, or, or when someone I, I loved it when someone when someone someone didn't make an entrance right and uh, yes right and yes. I, I and i'm on stage with, the, with uh, you know waiting to stop to talk to this person and um well, i guess it, did you i wasn't thinking of you i was thinking of somebody else but um but that was that, that was kind of fun you know he's like well i'm in character what would i say <laughs> oh oh yeah absolutely I remember like, when. How soon will you be ready in there? <laughs> right, right. I remember I was in a show with you, Dennis. This I wasn't waiting for your entrance, but somebody was late, and I started talking about uh, the Arctic fox. I mean, you just you know start coming up with stuff to gab about until whoever is supposed to be there finally gets there. Uh, yeah, there's a question for Gary. How do you sound drunk and Scottish at the same time? Oh. I <laughs> 
I think that's just genetically embedded in the Scottish. Uh, <laughs> yes. How do you sound so, Scottish and not drunk? How can you not sound drunk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they say, like they say, French is just drunk Latin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, we have another question here for Dennis. How exactly did you do the pyros lines? Well, that is that is a, an interesting uh, episode. When I went into audition for, for, let's see, no, no, I'd already booked. I auditioned. I auditioned from home for the spy, and there was no audition for the pyro until I got to the session when I was doing when I was recording the spy's lines the very first time. And uh, when I finished that, they said, by the way, you know, we've got another character we really haven't cast here yet. And um, and so we'd like to know if you want to audition for that. And I said, why, sure. And uh, they said, well, he doesn't really he has lines, but his lines are not intelligible. You can't understand what he's saying. And I thought, well, that's a first, you know, I, I usually try to, to uh, make my line as understood as I possibly can, but they handed me the script. There were actual lines there. And we, we try, I tried to, they said, now, how would you do this if you had a gas mask on? And so I basically tried to garble the lines that didn't quite work. So I tried a couple of different things. And then finally I just, so I just covered my mouth with my hand and repeated the lines and it was muffled enough. And they said, that's what we're looking for. And the rest is history, you know, they, um, they just kept handing me scripts and I tried to, the lines were there, I think, mainly for a sense of inflection and maybe <laughs> vocal dynamics. Yeah. So they wouldn't just be, you know, so, um, so that's, that's how that happened. It was very uh, low tech and, and um, kind of retro. Anyone can be pyro if you put your mouth in front of your face. If you put your mouth, mouth, mouth in front of your face. I stick a sock, you know, <laughs> stuck a sock in my mouth and called it, a, you know, a breakthrough, a technological. Yeah. Actually, there's a question. How would the pyro sound like without the muffled voice, you know? Oh, boy. Uh, I don't mean, you know, he's never been heard without that. So, well, yeah. I think even when he was born, he had breathing problems. So they stuck a gas mask on him. <laughs> No, I think when either either that or he was so ugly that his parents <laughs> look at him in a gas mask was an improvement. <laughs> I think he's like English people. When you call him up in the middle of the night, they talk like anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I think something. But honestly, I, you know, I'm not trying to dodge your question, Ronald. I, I really hadn't thought about it, and I, I can't imagine the pyro. Uh, well, you know what his actual voice sounds like because um, I only heard it through my own ears. You know as mm. as masked up yeah we have a question over here um how did you guys felt about rick may passing and all oh well it was very close <laughs> to us i mean we we had uh, just worked with him uh just about a month before he was our uh, inspector lestrade in the further adventures of sherlock holmes so we worked with him a lot and uh and I mean, it was a, it was a real body blow. Um, Very, I thought it was unexpected myself. I, I knew yeah. he had other health problems, uh, which probably <clears throat> contributed to his well, right his there, death there, with COVID. To, to deal with the COVID, yeah. I mean, he but, was uh, eight. You know, my, 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 my reaction was, as it usually happens when a friend passes away, and we're all at that age, kind of in the zone now, where I imagine, you know, I, I'm having some friends that pass away and it's surprising and i always think doggone it you know i i was meant to talk with him again i was meant to get back together with them and now i kind of wish i'd done that so it's a lesson for the future yeah it was a it was a huge loss not only for you know the world itself but also the community of tf2 not sure if you guys seen it but uh, uh, millions of people have paid their respects on the internet and it's just really touching yeah, no, they, and Rick, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. Most fans, I guess, didn't really get a chance to experience Rick personally, but he was yeah. one of had one of the best senses of humor, just one of the most amiable, friendly, and happy guys that I ever met. 
and and he taught he loved to teach right right so he he passed on what he knew about voice acting and he was a wonderful man and uh, and of course like you know as per usual in seattle i mean for a while he was the artistic director of uh, a theater here and another theater there and uh worked on stage and and so you know we were all kind of pals uh we all pretty much know each other up here um and it was just you know, any I mean, it really really made covid real for me he was the first you know this guy that yeah. i worked with all the time and he was just gone so uh, did any of you have the opportunity to see him in the guise of uh teddy roosevelt i know he did a one-man show Right, right. And uh, I saw that way back in the 90s. Oh, and really? Yeah, he did I wish I'd seen that. Yeah, he yeah. did a great job. I, I only know him for TF2, but I searched up uh, more of his stuff after, well, his passing and just seeing how many people and, you know, all these, uh, well, people who don't know him personally, yet they still pay their respects because of a voiceover role he did back in 2007 is just really touching and you know, it's something to think about. It's something to think about for sure. I think it's a privilege for all of us to get to do work that touches so many people's lives. Uh, you know, Agreed. Ellen and I have really gotten to travel quite a bit just to go to fan cons and stuff like that. And to, to you know, just count up the number of people out there who, who really have, I mean, what, what, what we figured out is that when you, when you watch an actor in a movie, you're you're sitting in a dark room watching him tell a story for a couple of hours. When you're dealing with video game voice actors, you're literally spending sometimes thousands of hours trying to either kill or not get killed by this voice actor. And so you develop a really intimate relationship. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But let's uh, go and ask some other questions because uh, sadness doesn't have place here. Okay. Uh, we need positivity. <laughs> uh, a question for Gary from Doximer. Can you ask Gary Schwartz if it's difficult to do demos voice after not doing it for some time? Because I've noticed a different performance from him in earlier demo voice lines and then later in the Halloween ones. <clears throat> oh, really? That's interesting. I don't know. It sounds the same to me. It could be at the end or the beginning of a session when my voice is either shredded and has a little more haze in it than uh, at the beginning of the session. But uh, it all depends on where they place the lines in the scene. Yeah. Um, you know, the Halloween update came like in 2013, 14, you know, a few years after the, the base game's release. So, uh, yeah. And of course, uh, I don't like to point out the fact that uh, uh, you guys are getting older. <clears throat> um, but our voices are pointed out. <laughs> it needs to be pointed out. So uh, yeah, sometimes I mean, that's that's what's that's what's so great. We all will have the voices for radio as long as we. I mean, the uh, the faces for radio as long as we live. Yeah, isn't you know, that amazing? You know, those, you know those kind of leather leather pieces that they put behind horses that are drawing, you know, carriages so that the horse poop doesn't fall on the street. I've actually designed one of those that actually catches my body parts as they fall off so that I can try to reattach them later. <laughs> oh my goodness. Do you guys enjoy conga? <clears throat> conga. Right, now this is referring to a TF2 update. You guys remember the conga line? Oh, yeah, we did a conga line. Right. Exactly. I mean, some of the wackadoodle stuff. When I, I don't know. Did everybody have to have the owl head on, or was that just the sniper that put the owl head on? I, I don't think administrator was involved in the. Conflict. No, unfortunately. Just the guys. Yeah, it was just the guys. Yeah. Um, not not only sniper. Yeah, he had an owl head, but uh, soldier had a e had an eagle head. A medic had a a pigeon head. A heavy had this, oh, heavy had a bird head. And I remember a line like, uh, "Heavy will now lay egg in your mouth." <laughs> <laughs> I wa I wonder if you could say that, Gary. 
Harry will now lay egg in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> now, but, you know, this, this, this one completely escapes me. I don't remember this. And uh, do you remember uh, if the spy was involved in that and what his head was? Well, I know he, he, he had a line, I am the prettiest unicorn. <laughs> he said that. I mean, that Halloween update was yeah. so wackadoodle. It was just so yeah. insane. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, dancing in front of the microphone, and they just kept saying, keep going, keep going. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just. <laughs> so, this is how the conga lines were made, guys, you see. <laughs> um, uh, someone is asking, Ellen. What is your favorite administrator line? Victory! <laughs> yeah. And of course, over time. <laughs> That's my second favorite. That's my <laughs> second favorite, Ronald. Well, I'm glad because it's a good line <laughs> and a short one. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah. John, a question for you from uh, Rayano. Could you get John to say some spy voice lines in the most Australian bloody accent possible? Um, I know one line. It seems I'm not the only spy. I have a line. What was the line? The specific line? It seems it, what? It seems I'm not the only spy. Okay. And you want me to do, do that as the sniper? Yeah, as the sniper. Okay. Well, first off, I never liked the spy. I think the spy is a total fruit vendor. And second off, if I was a spy, I'd have the decency not to talk about it. I mean, if you're a spy, you're supposed to be secret, right? So why are you yammering on about it being a spy and in some kind of French frog eater accent that nobody wants to listen to ever? So you want me to talk about spies? Sure. It seems I'm not the only spy. How's that? But even better, this is what a spy should sound like. I, I think, yeah. I, I think we found a very good replacement for uh, the French spy. <laughs> uh, sorry, Dennis. <laughs> Disappointment in your on your face. Oh, and um, we have to work together again, you know, next month doing yeah. more Sherlock Holmes. So you know, we'll see. We'll see how much he beats me up for that. Uh, John, look out for your health. <clears throat> uh, yeah, make I'll, make I'll... sure not, not to be alone. You know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> make sure Ellen stays Ellen, not a spy. You know, just in case. You never, you oh. never know. And of course, Gary's the professional improviser. He could become a spy at any time. He probably yeah. is a spy. That's the thing about spies. You don't know they're spies. Yeah. Then there's the whole red and blue, uh, you know. <clears throat> oh, thing, red so team, blue team. That's right. That complicates That's right. things even more. Oh, I think yeah. I just simplify it to say spy. <laughs> James, spy. Shaken, shaken, not stirred. That voice, I. Uh... Very nice. That's uh, a hot voice. <laughs> oh, my, my, my love. I used to love, uh, I, I, I grieved when uh, Sean Connery passed because I loved a lot of his, his usages like, uh, so nice to see you again, Pusha. We, we, we're dangerously close to devolving into a, a, a Sean Connery imitation contest here. I, I, I don't want us to go there. I, I, I don't want it to get ugly. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be nice. Or would it be? We don't know. <clears throat> uh, what, what's my, my favorite James Bond line is what it, it ends with man talk. Oh, yeah, right. Say, what, 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 was, what was the character's name? Something oh, like Bunny. Bunny, right, right. Say hello, Bunny. Say goodbye, Bunny. Man talk. <laughs> I, I watched Goldfinger again. I hadn't seen it in a while. I thought, that, at that moment, that's when modern feminism was born. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like the administrator. Now, where was I? Um, have, have you guys actually seen the Meet the Team videos, or at least the characters that you did? Oh yeah, I've I've, I've yeah. watched all of the meet the meet the various guys videos. Yeah, and and they um, haven't done meet the administrator. That's true. <laughs> my 
And I am, you know, Everyone, not happy about that. Everyone's afraid to meet the administrator. <laughs> well, look, have you seen Meet the Pyro? That That's my favorite. You might be glad they haven't made the administrator. <laughs> I saw I saw that and I thought, what what were they on? You know, where did this, all this come from? Yeah, like what the hell? <laughs> yes, this ruthless assassin is really just a child. At well, heart. It made me made me think that you know the the gas mask is to keep the gas from getting out to the rest of us because whatever gas pyro is on, it's yeah. good gas. <laughs> We've just, just been hyperventilating for 10 years. Right. right. <laughs> I think that's what happens to Pyro when he takes off his mask. That's what he begins <laughs> to see. <laughs> um, question for Ellen. Uh, Ellen, do you remember doing the Overwatch for Half-Life? Of course. Um, of, uh, you use the kind of transatlantic accent, something like that, right? Uh, yeah, sort of, sort of mid-Atlantic. Mm. Uh, you know, they didn't really want me to be British, but you know, they. Um, they wanted her to be classier than an American. Yes, <laughs> yes, they did. That, so that, I tried. That's understandable, but uh, the Combine soldiers are full-on American, while the announcer is this kind of mid-Atlanticish uh, female voice, and it really. Well, but, uh, Am I not? Am I not the voice of an alien culture? I'm. I'm sort of the voice of the alien overlords, and I'm the voice that supposedly communicates to you know the lowly humans. Yes. And um, you know. <laughs> and it just turns out that in another universe, everyone talks with kind of a mid-Atlantic accent. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. you know, that's it. Alan, that's it. Call it a mid Atlantic accent. Do you know why they call it a mid Atlantic accent? Please. It's, it's because it's halfway between English and American. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's in the middle of the Atlantic. So it really should be Icelandic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gary, Gary well, Dew has Ellen. a point. Ellen, yes, that's interesting yes, yes. to me that that you you say you 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 say they asked for something like that because it's exactly what I was asked for with the spy was that they just wanted some kind of vaguely Euro trash sound and and uh, they said you can choose any dialect you want to it can be British German French whatever you want so I try I tried four or five of them you know and and uh, just so happened that the sort of I suppose vague pigeon French sort of uh, of dialect is what they finally settled on, but the spy might well have turned out to be a a, a Deutscher or a, an Englishman or a Spaniard for that matter. Fun fact: um, the spy in the German translation actually speaks French, but with an English accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard that. Uh, getting going back to Overwatch, um, everybody is so curious how she, how she would sound like without all the post-processing effects. Can you remember a line? Anything? No. You, no. you can give me one, Ronald. I can. Um, citizen notice: failure to cooperate will result in permanent off-world relocation. Citizen notice. Failure to cooperate will, I can't remember now. Will result in permanent off-world relocation. Will result in permanent off-world relocation. Exactly. I think, I think that was amazing. <laughs> I don't know. Well, but, you know, for Half-Life Alex, uh, I did Overwatch again. Yeah. But they played clips of me doing it originally just uh unprocessed yeah. clips so they reminded me in the session what i sounded like thank goodness because that was a long time ago and um, i'm not sure this is positive or not but people have been saying lately that uh the overwatch and half-life alex sounds more like the administrator <laughs> just not angry it's all me. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> what else do we have here? Um, a question from Brian Sanchez to John. 
Can you try to make Sniper's voice in any other language? It really must be interesting to hear. I love your work, by the way. So he wants me to speak a sniper line in some other language with an Australian accent. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I'm a star, wanker. I, I don't know if you need to do like a specific line, but just say anything as sniper in another language. Or, or is it um, dialect? Language. Right, well, I mean, I mean, if sniper tried to speak Spanish, it'd probably sound like this. Uh, 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 Donde star la cabeza? I want to shoot it. Uh, you know, if he tried to speak French, he'd say like, you know, Oué la tête, I want to shoot it. Um, uh, 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 if he tried to speak German, he would say something along the lines of, uh, uh, Kopf, I want to shoot it. I mean, I think you get the idea. He's really into heads. Yes. Yes, we, we get them. We certainly do. <laughs> um, um, a question for uh, Mr. Gary. Um, do you enjoy rather voicing Demo Man or Heavy? Oh, they're both so much fun. Uh, different characters uh, bring out sort of the different personalities. Uh, they're both fun to play. I love playing... Uh, I love playing... Uh, Demo man drinking scrumpy and getting all bawdy. But also, uh, I also like uh, I, I like I like winging it as a heavy weapons guy too. It's really fun. Must uh, be. I, I don't have a favorite. And that voice, I say that voice amazes me every time I listen, even to my own uh, to meet the spy once in a while, and you come bashing through the through the door with the uh, the machine gun. That voice just seems to issue forth from the bowels of hell, and uh, it's just beautiful. Well, you know, I, I, just, I just love knowing that a person who looks like Gary made that voice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, was, uh, that was a line on a Reddit thread uh, a long time ago. Somebody uh, 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 pointed out, you know, they because some I had done a shout out with a bartender in, in LA. Because he heard me do heavy weapons guy, and he says, "You sound just like one of my favorite characters." I said, "I am heavy weapons guy." He says, "Oh, can I get a selfie?" And I said, "I do better. Give me. We do video shout out. <laughs> I do a shout out with the guy." He posted it on Reddit, and it read it, and it was like a trending very, very strongly. And he sent me the link to it, and I'm reading the comments underneath it. And one guy said, "Can you believe that skinny old bald guy does heavy?" <laughs> <laughs> I know you look like a minion. You paint yourself yellow. You would be a minion. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, a minion. I think you should change your career, Gary, and you should be a minion. <laughs> uh, okay, next. Someone wants to say, Ellen, they love you. <laughs> oh, that's that's very nice. I'm very pleased. Thank you. No problem. And we have a request As over here. We. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> and uh, uh, like 100 people over here want you to say administrator gaming in the voice. <laughs> well, that's true because you haven't said administrator gaming. We, I've said sniper gaming. Gary said heavy gaming. Do I just say it as the administrator? Right. Yeah. Get closer to the mic. Get a good one. Administrator gaming. I have to use that face. Yes, of course. <laughs> well, uh, thank you, John and Ellen, for you know uh, joining us today. It was a sure. oh, yeah, that was a real. I had a lot of fun time. Hopefully, Gary and uh, Dennis too. But uh, before we end this, there was another request. Can you say, Ellen, the podcast ends in sixty seconds? The podcast ends in 60 seconds. There we go. <laughs> well, thank you guys for coming on. Um, thank you. Uh, Dennis and Dennis has about 15 minutes left. Yeah, Dennis? Dennis? Yes, yes. Gary has about, well, about an hour left. Is that correct? 
Uh, yeah, but actually, um, I'm going to have to sign off a little early. Uh, uh, I just got notified that uh, I could get my booster shot today. Oh, so very good. good well, this guys, be great seeing you, and I'm sure we will see both of you soon in our little radio plays. Remember, uh, Imagination Theater www.harrynile.com. If you want to hear all of your TF2 actors being British and weird stuff like that, <laughs> um, we put together a half hour radio dramas and people like them. So, and please, anyway. all, and please also check out uh, John's uh, audiobook, Dancing with Eternity. That's oh. true. Yeah. If we're just into pitching. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and my audiobook. That's right. <laughs> That's right. The King of uh, Average, Gary. indeed. The King of Average, yes. Yes, I remember. I bought that on Amazon. Very <laughs> also, cool. uh, before you. you go... You're the, you're the goes, one. <laughs> before Ellen goes, I want to know, how do, how do I access Night Mother? It's uh, Night Mother on Twitch. So if you go to Twitch and just put in Night Mother on Twitch. All I, I will share the link with you, Dennis. No worries. I have Thank it. Thank you. Okay, guys, we really need to get going. So, all right. See bye. you guys. Bye. Soon. bye, everybody. Bye, bye. Bye, John. Bye, Ellen. We still have a few questions left over here. Um, do you guys know Grand Goodeve, the voice of Engineer? <laughs> yeah, I've well, met him I... a couple of times. I don't know him well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I knew him. I, I don't. I don't even know that he's in the Seattle area anymore, but I did know him. We were at the same talent agent when I first moved to Seattle. So yes, yes, I, I, I knew Grant back when. I see, I see. So you didn't know him a lot, uh, Gary, right? Like didn't know it all too well. Oh, I, I bumped into him at a few auditions, et cetera. And mm. He used to have a local TV show on called Northwest Backroads mm. that right. he was the host of. And uh, I knew him from that. I see. I'm sure you guys heard about this new Dota anime or whatever, Dota Dragon's Blood. I I think so. And uh, well, uh, someone's asking that uh, why Dennis didn't voice the invoker in this one. Oh, does someone else voice invoker? Yes, it appears. I I think I can take a look who, but uh, did Valve reach out to you at all? No. No, it would have come through my agent, I think. And uh, I just, the reason why I'm not in it is because I wasn't informed. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so they but then decided again, to you know, recast. It, it, it's, also, it's also possible, I suppose, that they hired a non-union actor. I mean, that, that, has, that can become a, a difference. You know, I don't know if that's the case or not, but that might be, that might be it. It's a Was possibility. I, at all? I don't remember even. I I don't think so. You were neither. Oh, Troy Baker did the voice of Invoker. Hmm. He he is known for being able to impersonate pretty much anybody, anyone. So it's like a. So was he? Was that's interesting because I I learned about something called voice match when I was in Los Angeles for a while, where um, you try to try to impersonate. Um, other voices uh, but i don't was he but did it sound like the original invoker did you listen to it ronald i didn't listen to it but uh, we had a fan asking it so i guess he didn't sound like you pretty much oh well they you know they they've off they often uh many i've been i've been released from several jobs because they simply wanted to go a different direction so mm. yeah i understand I don't, uh, I don't i don't have any i don't have any um notion that they were dissatisfied with the original invoker because uh he uh, he had a lot of fans but uh you know that's that's showbiz really truly yeah and gary you're not involved either in this i didn't i didn't know about it no, no i'm looking for someone who might have done your characters but uh i don't think your characters were involved in this unfortunate yeah uh okay well, so many characters in dota what are there like 20 characters i think it's over 80 wow okay <laughs> yeah we could have gotten lost in the shuffle yeah um we have another question over here um 
What is the craziest situation, Dennis, that uh, happened to you while being recognized for your voice? Oh, um, the crazy situation. Um, yeah. Are you refer referring back to something earlier in this session that I mentioned? Not really. It was just a question from a fan, like, you know. A crazy situation. Oh, oh, oh well, was there ever a crazy situation? Yeah, um, sorry. Oh, well, you know, unexpected uh, sort of uh, excitement, I guess. I um, usually related to, I, I think that my reputation as an actor for Team Fortress 2 is mainly due to my two sons who um, have played the game, although we didn't have that particular console, um, but they have many other friends who, uh, who do play the games. And they, uh, they enjoy telling their friends that their father is the spy in Team Fortress 2. And when, you, when, when they run into some really rabid, diehard fans of the game, it's almost um, a situation where they have to be brought you know, back to consciousness. Uh, and, and I've gotten a chance to meet a few of these uh, young friends of my sons. And it's always fun because they kind of look at me like, uh, probably, first of all, I can't believe you're that old. Uh, and secondly, um, <laughs> I can't believe I'm actually looking at you. I mean, because I just, I've, I've heard you for so many years on this game and here you are sitting in front of me. And of course, they always want to hear, can you say some lines as the spy? <laughs> yeah i understand so, so those are fun those are fun uh, instances where i kind of get a glimpse of what it's like to be a star you know but i i'm not sure that i'd wanted a steady diet of it <laughs> yeah i get that and mr festive rocket also wants you to say howdy partner for old old times sake as the spy or? yeah yeah as the spy well i'm i'm trying to remember exactly what co the context was but I'll just wing it. How do you pop now? How do you pop now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Gary, um, someone's asking if you remember any of the domination lines for heavy or demo. Like when you kill them, domination lines, yeah. My favorite line is, like baby, ha, ha. Well, the domination lines too. To kind of remind you of what they were when you killed uh, a specific player like uh, a lot of times in the same match then you would say some nasty stuff um i know for example uh cry like baby and go sit down in the corner <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um what do you guys think about all this gaming nonsense that's going around in the community non be more specific nonsense of what sort well that uh you, you guys are getting asked to say like um, heavy gaming or spy gaming for example Oh, oh, doing voice grabs for for uh, uh, non-Val people, right? Well, I don't mean it in that way, but uh, getting asked to say all this funny stuff, you know. What are your opinions uh, about it? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kind of astounded and and um, and sort of flabbergasted. I, I have no idea what it's all about, um, but I realize that. I, there, there are people in the gaming world that occupy a different universe than I do. And, uh, and that if, if my, if my voice saying a particular, uh, a line gives them pleasure, then why not? You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I think Gary started all this with a fellow, I know his name, but uh, Is that from singing Bohemian Rhapsody. No, you started the uh, heavy gaming and all that, you know. You started it and then it went. I, I think so, it was you. Oh, okay. Not... Well, I think I just, somebody might have just texted me and asked me if I would do something for. Oh, you were doing an interview or something like that. 
that's what it was. And he just took the line, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So it was lifted from some interview. Like, like yep. probably you could do the same for what we were just doing. Yep. Kind of something like that. <laughs> and since you mentioned that, uh, <laughs> could you say... What do you have in mind? Could you say putis? What? Putty Spencer. <laughs> Putty? Putty Spencer? Uh, Putty Spencer, uh, like um, put dispenser, you know, but in the accent, it's kind of funny, as heavy. Putty Spencer. Putty Spencer. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I uh, don't know why this is necessary, but uh, <laughs> could you, Dennis, say spy gaming again? Oh, the, it didn't take the first time? <laughs> it did, but everybody wants you to say say that again, because I don't know why. Um, all right. Well, as we do in commercials, I'll do a series of three. Spy gaming. Spy gaming. Spy gaming. And for some reason, the people didn't like your takes, Gary. So they want... <laughs> I, no, you said demo gaming. And for some reason, they want a second take, which says demo man gaming. Oh. Demo man gaming. Exactly. Demo man gaming. Demo man gaming. Crazy. <laughs> well... This has been lots of fun. Thank you guys for coming on. I really appreciate it because, uh, well, uh, Ellen, I asked Ellen and I, this, this was her third time on the podcast. Once I had her for, for the first episode, that was in 2020. You were the second one, Gary. And that's why we're celebrating the one year anniversary of this podcast. And uh, yeah, so really Thank you for coming on and uh, expect a text in the future as well, because why not? Sure. Okay. People, that was fun. People seem to it's be always enjoying fun it. To get, to get to see my friends uh, on Zoom and someday soon in a studio near you, right, Dennis? Yes. Yes. I, 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 the last recording I did with John, I, uh, I only had one line and they said, well, you can finish your line and then leave. And I said, well, I'll stay for the rehearsal. This is the only social uh context yeah, exactly. i'm getting this week <laughs> yeah, yeah no i just did a harry niles uh two weeks ago and uh you know got to see a few people i hadn't seen in a long time victory now you may subscribe and like the video you poor fool overtime <laughs>